Fantasy Focus. It is Friday, October. Sorry, Friday, <laughs> November 3rd. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by Stefania Bell and Field GS. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico to see all the ways that you can save. We got a big show planned for you guys today. We got a Thursday night football recap. We yeah. got a bunch of previewing week nine. Stefania, we're going to talk about some injuries. First and foremost, it's nice to have you here today, Stefania. Thank you. It's great nice to, to see be you. Here. Glad the 49ers aren't playing. They need a rest. You know what? Your oh. 49ers and my Lions both. We're just going to take a little take bit a of little a break, break here, yeah. get a little bit healthier. How about you, Phil? You, you guys doing? are both going undefeated this weekend. That's right, we are. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah we're going to get back in the winning. That's oh. Yeah. Well, we haven't left the <laughs> Have you talked game. to Matthew about trading for Chase Young yet or no? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet he's real thrilled about that one. Now he, I think he's got it in perspective of where they're going. We're only too happy to have it. It gets reunited, you know. With mm-hmm. his, his you know, it's buddy, about Nick time Bosa. you guys made an investment in a good defensive player. I know. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, we needed a little help getting the job done. So I love, I love Chase Young. Like when Pro Bowl voting ro- like comes around. Do you think that we'll just put like 49ers defense? Defensive line. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. defensive line. Yeah. I know defensive that they line, I know right. they have not been good of late. I know that besides Nick Bosa, they've accounted for one and a half sacks along the defensive line since week one. <laughs> Time to get things going. But right. on paper, this team is a tiger. Yeah. So not a lion, that's Daniel. That's, yeah. Well, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of tigers. Yeah. Right? No big deal. Yeah. 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 There you go. So, Cheetah. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, so you're paying right on point. Cheetah. Got it. That's okay. what it was. Talk injuries. <laughs> Let's dive into a bunch of things. Stefania, we got. We're going to start with the quarterback position. And <sighs> there are a lot of them. Yes, there that are. That are banged up. Yeah, we don't feel super great about a lot of the quarterbacks that are on the slate here in it's week rough, nine. Rough week. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. We haven't seen him the last couple of weeks. There's just been uncertainty, waiting to figure out, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? What's the latest that you know on Deshaun Watson? Here's how I would describe the situation. Okay. A mystery in a riddle wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> Uh, because every week it feels like we're not really sure. Right. And, and this week is not any different. Look, uh, not questioning at all the fact that he has a rotator cuff strain. We've talked about it being the subscapularis muscle, one of the main muscles of the rotator cuff, which when injured makes it difficult to throw, throw for volume, throw for distance, and ultimately throw for accuracy. And we've seen this play out um, originally since he left... Uh, the game he has not played. And this is um, really his call, he says now, that it's he has to tell them when he's ready to go. And he talked about the timing, though, for the decision-making as deferring to uh, their coach, sure. uh, Kevin Stefanski. In other words, if he wanted to say they would wait up until game time, the coach could make that decision, okay. but that internally they needed to be on the same page of when he's ready. The way I interpret all of it at the end of the day is as long as we're seeing him limited, like he's been out there, he's been making some throws. But I think at this point with the stop start, uh, the fact that he tried to play and wasn't able to continue – and just the whole vagueness of the situation, they're going to want to see a little bit more consistency in practice and volume before they put him out in the playing field. That is what I anticipate. So I would expect that 
this more week. More P.J. Walker. More P.J. Walker. Yeah, P.J. Walker has, for what it's worth, five interceptions and one touchdown over his last three games. This seems awesome, Deshaun Daniel, Watson. right? And so yeah. I think, by the way, I think we've moved on from the point of whether Deshaun Watson should be started or whether you should continue to hold on to Deshaun Watson as a, like, maybe starter for you. Like, let's just say he does play. What gives you any confidence based off the fact that he's definitely not 100% and the fact that he played poorly, maybe because of the injury, prior to him sitting back out once again? This is about what it means for the players in this Browns offense that aren't at quarterback. And to your point, Daniel, we miss you. Deshaun Watson for Amari Cooper specifically. Exactly. So we want him back ASAP because if he is back, it gives Amari Cooper the chance of being a lineup block. Usable fantasy piece. Until then, he is like the classic fantasy enigma. Good enough to be good on a given day, but given the quarterback play, he'd go for three catches and 25 yards on Sunday and that would not surprise me at all. And this is one of those where I would not start him his first game back because I'm going to need to see that he can get through Mm. the game and play the way he did prior to being injured originally before I would commit to him in fantasy. All right. What about Matthew Stafford dealing with a thumb injury? I think it's very similar, not similar to the injury to Justin Fields, but the idea of can he feel the ball? Can he hold onto the ball? How is that grip going to work for him? What do you know about Matthew we, Stafford? We talked week? about this earlier in the week that he has an ulnar collateral sprain is how the team is describing it. And this is an injury that he had before when he was with the Lions. Some scar tissue there. Yep. Well, and he, he had surgery to repair it, but he played for the Lions when it was torn for half a season. So this is not a quarterback who shies away from playing, even a little bit compromised. But really what it comes down to is grip and stability and the ability to control the ball, not just for throwing, but just for ball protection. And you look at the fact that Rams have a bye coming in the following week. And even though he didn't structurally re-injure this repair, it might behoove them to encourage him to sit another week. I know Sean McVay said that they are going to give him up to the minute. I mean, if there's anyone they wait to the last minute for, it's it is him. Matthew Stafford. But it, I just have the sense that this might this they might rest him this week. And even for fantasy purposes, I'd be a little nervous just if he does play, knowing that it's a short week after this injury and what if it gets aggravated during the game. Not really from a standpoint of concern about the injury overall, but just the concern about performance. Yeah. So I don't really have them inside my top 15. I don't I do not have them inside my top 10 for quarterbacks, not inside my top 12 for quarterbacks, maybe on the fringe of top 15. So to me, this is again, more about, about the Cooper series. cup and Puka yeah. Nakua. And if Matthew Stafford, regardless of who's plays, who plays quarterbacks, who plays quarterback, you're starting these two Rams wide receivers. And even if something does happen to Matthew Stafford during the game, like you can't put the genie back in the bottle, start your two Rams wide receivers. But we hope that at maximum, if Matthew Stafford is out, this is a one week thing with them going into their bye next week. Yep, exactly. I'm with you on that one. Stefania, let's talk Drake London here. He might have a new quarterback under center with Taylor Heineke potentially yeah. throwing the football, but is he going to be out there to get those passes? He hasn't practiced yet. Now, uh, interesting comments from Arthur Smith saying he wouldn't need to practice necessarily to be able to play on Sunday. Okay. This is a groin injury. You talk about soft tissue injury for a wide receiver, more of a concern. Drake London intimated that he was fine, and it sounds like he hopes to be out there. But uh, I don't think, we, you know, Friday is kind of a big day. If he doesn't yeah. practice at all, I'd be awfully nervous about waiting until Sunday and then making a decision to utilize him if I hadn't seen him do any running or any movement like that. Van Jefferson, long shot potential for Sunday morning fantasy football now. Ooh, all right. We'll talk about that. Fantasy football now. By the way, ESPN News, 10 to 10.30, and then from 11.55 to 1 p.m. ESPN News. We got a little break in the middle of the show this week. Not something we normally have, but just no making sure that people know. Yep. All right, let's talk about Aaron Jones. 
Stefania, dealing with a <sighs> hamstring like every other running back, it feels like. What do we know about Aaron Jones, who has missed a bunch of time already this season? He has, and he also had, you know, similar to what we're talking about with Deshaun Watson, sort of a stop-start where he tried to come back and played limited number of snaps. You thought there would be a progression forward, had a re-injury in practice, then came back and missed additional time. But when he was coming back from that, had all kinds of confidence, said, you know, I finally feel the best I have post-hamstring. And this is what it's like for a player who really hasn't experienced a hamstring injury like this because you think you're better and then mm-hmm. you go out and you try and stress it and you find you, you really just aren't at yourself. You're not at a hundred percent. I mean, he's still splitting snaps with AJ Dillon. Really they're playing about 50% a piece. He's not at the volume he was before. He doesn't look like himself. And now he's wearing non-contact jerseys in practice, yep. which again, to me just means lighter workload in the practice week. But I, I think we're all very uncertain. Even everyone around the team is not really sure. Even if you get him back, are you getting him back to pre-injury level? That may still take time. Yeah, they're taking on the Rams this week. Something we will continue to monitor as we get closer to Sunday because with the position of running back, I feel like we've been waiting to see Aaron Jones be the guy that we drafted him to be. He was, he was in week one. Yeah, we I saw scored him. running back in week one, one and then since week. then. And he got hurt so much. in week one. Yeah. So he it's really has not been himself yeah. since. All right, well, another running back here, Damian Pierce with an ankle injury, sideline for practice on Thursday. What can you tell us about this for him? Well, uh, it's not looking great. And if you go back to last year, Damian Pierce's season ended when he was put on injury reserve with an ankle injury. And you wonder if some of that mentality is coming into play because he's not really uh, been himself. So it could be Devin Singletary's stock goes up. You know, Damian Pierce hasn't been really the same in terms of volume and utilization even this year. And I think with the ankle injury from a fantasy standpoint, I'd be concerned even if he did take the field. For this backfield to matter in fantasy, one has to be out, one has to be in. If Damon Singletary is the only one playing, he'll crack my top 25 to 30 running back rankings for this week. Yep, Right around 25 is where I put him. That's going to do it for Stefania this week. Stefania, though, we got to say something here real quickly. You've got a show called Answering the Bell coming out on the ESPN NFL page. Go check there. it out right yeah. now. I will. Yes, it is available right now. I'll pump it again towards the end of the show, but very cool talking about the Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yep. So that'll be very fun. Go Great check stuff, that out. ESPNNFL.com. All right, Field, we're going to pay some bills, but first. Uh, Geico asks, or is there something before we pay the no, bills? No, sorry. We're going to pay the bills. We're going to pay the bills and then give a tip. That's what it is. And then we'll be back with the show. (laughs) Geico asked, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? I would love that. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, at an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Level up your game day with Vivid Seats and get great tickets to the biggest games of the year. Plus, with Vivid, plus with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code FFF. That's code FFF. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. Now with Field Jates, Mike Clay, mm-hmm. and my name is Daniel Dobb. We are diving into a Thursday night football recap. We're going to be getting into a week nine preview in just a little bit. Yeah. But guys, let's talk Titans and Steelers just for a little bit. 
Yeah, let's do that. Not very exciting. Because, uh, yeah, maybe not the most exciting, but, (laughs) you know, there are times in life, my friends, Uh where sometimes you just, you're sitting there and you're living your life and something happens and you remember that moment Mm. for the rest of your life. For a long time. Right? Mm. Uh, People, like our parents will tell us when the man landed on the moon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You know. Matthew, you tell us about that all the time, too. Yeah. yeah. When the Eagles got to the Super Bowl. Yes. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, everyone yeah. remembers those. When the Eagles stopped Emmett Smith on the star those in Dallas. Most okay. of them are Eagles related. <laughs> yeah. People, right. people remember those moments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. And last night was one of those moments. Yeah, like, I'll was. always remember yeah. where I was yeah. and what I was doing. Me too. When Deontay Johnson finally scored a touchdown. It happened. Okay, We've been so manifesting this for so long. Uh, what, where were you? Where, where were you doing? I'll tell you where I was. I was on my couch yeah. wondering Same. and starting to draw up yeah. the Deontay Johnson back piece that yeah. Field Jakes mm-hmm. may have had to get. Because in mm-hmm. case you didn't know, Field yeah. had said, I'm going to get a Deontay Johnson tattoo if yeah. he does not score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Field, I was both simultaneously super happy and very disappointed yeah, that I Deontay was, Johnson got in the end zone. I was, there, you know, I was there, sitting there watching this game, watch it happen. Yeah. And then, uh, like everyone else, all the fans of the pod, we were all watching our X timelines waiting for the field eats uh tweet or yeah. post or whatever we call okay, it so, go ahead. so, so you want, where, where were you, you? Dunk? go ahead do you, you want to dunk no go ahead where, where were you man Wait, right, where, so, where were so you he, when this legendary moment here's happened? this deal, historic Mike. event here's the deal is that there is only one thing <laughs> thicker than fantasy football fortunes yeah and that's blood yeah mm. and everybody who's in the show probably knows i have two young daughters one of which is still young enough in which she is still fed by her parents every single meal of the day sure milk and so last night I decided that I was going to do a little dream feed. That's what I do at nighttime. I go feed the baby. And um, what that does is up until the dream feed, my mind tells me I can't fall asleep yet because I still have something left to do. Once the dream feed takes place, it is completely hit or miss whether I'm up for five <laughs> more minutes or five more hours. So I went back down to my couch and I'm watching the game. And what happened to me? I mean, can you blame me? The game was so boring. You I fall fell asleep. asleep Stop, Fields Yates. No. So I woke up at uh, one twelve this morning. That's amazing. To a text <laughs> from Mike Camberary, uh, one of our great uh, producers mm-hmm. here at ESPN, uh, now working over the ACC network, and he texted me um, something to the effect of like, "It's nice when Deontay Johnson scores for you finally, except for when you're facing him in fantasy." So, Camby, I'm sorry. Everybody else, you're welcome. All right, finally unlocked it because prove that this would not have happened if I had not mentioned it yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't even get my or tweet off. Or the week off. before, the that week tweet before that. Been get- or uh, midway through last season. Okay, but did I mention <laughs> it yesterday? It could have happened. Did I Everybody. say I smelled it in the air? Look, you were no, right. No, no, no. Yesterday, were- yes, I know. Blind squirrels find nuts eventually. Uh-huh. But yesterday I had a feeling, and we mentioned it in the podcast, so you're all welcome. I think we should get a different tattoo now. I you still think... So? He didn't. He actually didn't see the touchdown, so I don't think Does it, it counts. even count. I don't exactly. think it counts. That's no, so this, I went back. I went back, and because of the condensed version of uh, NFL games, now you can watch on the NFL Plus app. I watched like the eight-minute version of the fourth quarter. The touchdown was awesome, and for the first time, I actually told my wife about the bet that I made. And Shut she up. was not pleased about that. <laughs> it's it's not going to happen now. She so finally she heard was about like, it. Excuse, excuse, although again, I still you think you really stands. do that. I think it's why stands. he scored. You didn't see it. So you're it trying to tell count. me this is you know Mike. This is what Mike is doing. He's drawing the football equivalent of if a tree falls yeah, in the woods exactly and no yeah. one hears. Does it make yes. sounds? Yeah. Also, I have him on a lot of teams, so I need more touchdowns. So okay, I need so you to keep manifesting more welcome. and more. Well, and more. You know what? He is the highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy so far this week. Oh, so you are welcome. Yeah, uh, so, we have a few uh, minutes, so should we just knock out this game then? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, you done dunking uh, on me or no? That's all we need to really talk about, but gotcha. we can talk about some other implications I'll here. What. Because good for Deontay Johnson has not meant good things for George Pickens. George Pickens. All right, so let's stick with the Steelers here really quickly. George Pickens, only two catches for minus one yard. 
1.9 fantasy points mm-hmm. did not was not one catch last week yeah yeah, yeah one catch last week yeah it was a touchdown three but... catches for 21 yards and a touchdown over the past two games and last week did not Deontay Johnson also had like 14 targets last week he did he yeah he sure got did 23 yeah, over his two healthy games mm-hmm. fully healthy games this season that's a crazy number by the way yeah I would say though that it's um, it might be so it's definitely in part because of Deontay Johnson in part because of the fact and now that Mike dunked on me I'm gonna have to fight back a little bit mm-hmm. here Kenny Pickett SMH. is so inconsistent. He really is. He is. Yeah. Gosh, like there are some throws he made last night where there were absolute strikes and you mm-hmm. are super impressed. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, good Lord, Kenny. Yeah. Like, can you hit a guy who's wide open, like maybe in the chest? Uh, so that's part of it as well. But this passing offense, I do not think is going to be every single week capable of supporting two pass catchers. Yeah, I got you. I think uh, Pickens has fallen to 49er category. There we go. He's, so? a he's like yeah. a flex and he's yep. going to be boom bust. He's going to hit for some touchdowns. He's totally. super athletic. He's going to make some plays. But Deontay Johnson is maybe the number one receiver in the NFL in terms of ability to get open. So he's going to keep soaking up targets. He's sure. back. He's, yep. a, he's a full go now. This won't change. Uh, Kenny Pickett's going to throw to him a lot because he's always open. So You know, something else that's not going to change is this backfield. We are just in full yeah. on committee territory. It is going to be Jalen Warren and Najee off Harris. Last night. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was yeah. great to see last night. Najee Harris, of course, found the end zone and only outscored Jalen Warren by 1.3 fantasy points. Yeah. Najee looked more efficient early in the game as a runner. That was good to see. It's clear, though, that one of the two is the better big play up, uh, better big play threat. And that remains Jalen Warren, who had 88 rushing yards yesterday. Yeah, this is very much uh, kind of like Dallas deployment last year. Najee yeah. is the Elliott, he's going to keep getting. They love him. He's the yep. high pedigree. They're going to keep giving it to him. He led in snaps again, but two games with 15 plus fantasy points in his last three games. So he's starting to trend up. Still not much in the passing game, though, that's going to continue to limit him. And by the way, uh, Jalen Warren, don't get too carried away here. A career high in 113 yards, uh, 14 touches. He was averaging 10.1 per game to start the season with only one touchdown. So I think it's same old for him. You know, he's going to be a guy that you can take a shot on in your flex, but it's sure. not going to be consistent upside and certainly not a lot of upside. My worst team in all fantasy this year uh, is a non PPR league where I have Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. And I was facing off against George Pickens last night. Oh, the person that I was playing is projected to beat me no longer. Baby, maybe that team will dig itself out there of the crap hole. It's been for much of this season on the Titans side. Extremely briefly. Derrick Henry went crazy. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, a double digit fantasy points, 11 targets. That's the number that you care about a lot in that uh, game from Deandre last night. And then will Levis, um, We'll Some bright moments Earth. last night. He looked like a second round rookie. Yeah, he did. Yes. For, yeah, he is an interesting way he throws the football, but he does. I yeah. think he's going to be fun to watch. He I'll is very that. much yeah. fearless, but there's going to be some moments like when he was getting sacked last night and threw the ball about seven yards backwards. Out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Was we need him great. to run more though. <laughs> Give us more carries. <laughs> All right. Back here on fantasy focus, Daniel Dopp, Mike Clay, yep. Field Yates diving into our week nine preview part two. In case you want to check out the first part of our preview, Field Yates and I yesterday did it on Thursday. Just go ahead and fast forward through the Monday, excuse me, Thursday night football preview yeah. that we had. Uh, a lot of good nuggets in that show. So go check that out if you need to. We also are going to dive in here. Let's talk some running backs. If you're looking at these Cleveland Browns, guys, we've had two running backs that we've been talking about. Jerome Ford, who spent a ton of fab on. And then Kareem Hunt decided yeah. he was going to be a part of this backfield again. Here in week nine, Field Yates. They're both looking like they're going to be out there. Which one do you have ahead of the other heading into this matchup? Yeah, I've got Jerome Ford ahead of Kareem Hunt. And the gap is mm-hmm. five spots for me. It's a little bit more disparate for the two of you. And I think bit. that's reflective of the fact that I sort of feel like 
it's like 55-45, right? Yeah. It's like that, that That might be the exact snap percentage of these two players on Sunday in their game against the Cardinals. And that's kind of about how my confidence index reads for Jerome Ford this week. Remember last week, he, of course, comes back kind of out of nowhere and plays on that bum ankle. And he was the guy in the fourth quarter for Cleveland. He played mm-hmm. 83% of their snaps in the fourth quarter. So down the stretch, I think still, I really do believe that in a perfect world, I think the staff would prefer for Jerome Ford to be the guy, but Kareem Hunt's going to have some opportunities in the passing game. He's gotten some goal line work recently. This one is one where uh, the gap has dramatically narrowed compared to where I thought it was following the Nick Chubb injury originally. Yeah, you mentioned goal line work. Uh, how about all of the goal line work? The so last Kareem three games, Hunt, yeah. yeah, he has four touchdowns in his last three games. He has all four of the Browns carries inside the five-yard line. So yep. he wow. is so, uh, stealing that from four. That's not great. But uh, Jerome Ford right, hasn't I mean, had a goal line carry since week three. Yeah, right. Wow. And and that's Hunt is definitely taking that work, and that yep. may not change. Now, last week they did use three running backs. Pierre Strong played 24 snaps. That was actually one more than Jerome Ford played. Played. He was uh, involved. I think he'll kind of be phased out now as Ford gets healthy. But I feel kind of good about the really? fact that, to your point, Ford still was very much involved, despite the fact that he wasn't fully healthy and missed a lot of practice. Um, and also, he played a lot in the fourth quarter. So I uh, remember the, the prior two games when he was healthy, he had 90 plus yards in both of those games. I still think he is the primary lead back. He's 22nd in points per game this season. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, my gap's a little bit wider. Uh, just because Hunt's been so touchdown dependent, you can't always count on that for uh, a, a committee back. Uh, I would give the edge here to Ford. But honestly, in this matchup, both could be started. The Cardinals have had the third most fantasy points to running backs. Last week, they faced Gus Edwards. He had yeah. a huge mm-hmm. game last week. Yep. So it is a good matchup for Ford and Hunt. Don't remind yeah. me. Yeah, we, we've <laughs> talked too much about the Gus Edwards back-to-back weeks of being snake-bitten career days, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move ahead and talk about the Bears running backs. This one's an interesting one to shake out, too, because Deontay Foreman... <sighs> It, how do you know when it's going to be Very Deontay similar. Foreman week, right? You got two guys here in Rashawn Johnson and Deontay Foreman that feels like it's going to be the backfield here. Which one, Mike, would you rather mm. roll with in week nine? Yeah, Roshan Johnson. I Again, same kind of thing. The fact that he missed so much time with that concussion. Deontay Foreman was coming off a huge game and still a major dud. Yeah, Johnson barely played in the first quarter. He still led them in snaps. He still had the backfield in snaps last week. Wow. So that tells me that they feel he is their best running back. And that was kind of tipped off by earlier this season when Foreman for a month was a healthy scratch and, and Johnson was the main guy. He's also, I think, their most talented back. I was a big fan of him coming into the league. Uh, didn't get a lot of volume last week, but I think it'll be an uptick, especially if he starts in this one. He's running it well. His rushing efficiency has been good. 17 targets. He's caught 14 of them, so he's been effective in the passing game. I think there's a lot to like here. This is a tough matchup. Yeah, it is. Maybe, against yeah. the run, we go. although they have allowed three running back touchdowns in the last two games. So uh, maybe there's something there. Uh, I would say Johnson's the one I want from this group, but yeah. with the matchup, with the committee, remember, Darrington Evans played a ton last week as well. I think Johnson is more of a flex than he is a solid RB2. Okay, so you mentioned that they have allowed three running back touchdowns in the past two games. That was when they got ETN'd. Yeah, because mm-hmm. consider how good they've been. You mentioned fourth fewest fantasy points per game allowed to opposing running backs. They've allowed one running back this season to reach 15 fantasy points in a game. That, of course, was Travis Etienne on Thursday Night Football a couple of weeks back. Yep. And only one running back to reach 70 rushing yards this season. That was Jonathan Taylor last week. So they have just been so stout against the run that my answer is, if I had to choose between a Bears running back, my preference would be to play somebody else from a different team. Yeah, but yeah. Ro- Roshan might end up being a really good player. So maybe we'll be saying they got Johnson. 
Wow. They might yeah. be saying was that, that. Like your Roshan? Roshan. Roshan? Was yeah. that probably your Roshan is better maybe than Johnson? Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll go I with that. I feel like one. Roshan works better. Was that your dad joke for the week or no? Nope, it wasn't. You saved that no, for Sunday. It was a different one. No, yeah. that's not that's not a joke at all. I just mean Roshan's going to be a good player. He is a good yeah, player. Yeah. No, I like him a lot. I've got him as RB28 though this week, the highest right. amongst my Bears running backs. I'm at so 25 I so we not can, to play. Yeah, we can't board bet that one. Does Roshan did he make it into your playbook? I love your playbook every single week. One of the things that I love I always say this like Reading is where the smart comes. And one of the things about your playbook, Mike, is it's so full of information, but there's so many words in it. Sometimes if you could just put like some pictures or like a blank page in there just for me to get my head above water yeah. for a little bit. I know what you're doing. What are you talking about? Yeah. Somebody watched SNL this Someone past Someone did watch a little. Yeah. Na- yeah. Some of us, when oh. there's something important on television at late night, we can actually stay up and, and remember that moment. We're there for that moment. That's what it is. Unlike field watching Deontay Johnson. But no anyway, I, I stayed up for the monologue. Love Nate Pargetz. He's uh, going to be a college game day this weekend. He's our, uh, our celebrity picker. Is on, he really? Uh, college game day oh, Saturday. That's amazing. Yeah. Did Love you, Nate. How'd you find that out, Mike? Uh, I uh, probably sources on on the X that I follow, not, the, not accounts that I block. The dagger is coming those. from yeah. Fields yeah. Vision into Mike Clay's eyes right now. How'd you find that one out, Mike? Yeah, this is why the internet doesn't like you, Mike. This is why <laughs> that you're mean to us. Why have you blocked? So how am I supposed? To, did you post it? I didn't see it. No, I, I sent it to you though over text. No, you ignored my text. Oh, I have those. Yes. Well, I have those muted as well. I don't see. Yeah, those. yeah. Well, the turn off notifications. Receipts are on. No, you're right. You did. You did. You were the one that told me that. That's right. That's right. Within um, this anyway, offense, love Nate. real quickly, within this offense, not just the running backs, if we have Tyson Banchin under center one more time, are you guys looking at DJ Moore as a lock-it-in player, or is he more of a flex play, or is he outside your starting consideration this week? Yeah, he's in He's in there for me. I still feel pretty good about him. I know he's been down the past few weeks, but yeah. the targets are... are a little high. bit outside my top 20 this week. You know, I was thinking about this. I once texted Mike around 545. He didn't respond for two and a half hours. What a so I'm just realizing this now. You know, like Mike brags about the fact that he can stay up until 11, 15 p.m. Sure. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Fancy Mike. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm up with the birds in the morning. My coffee is roasting. I'm on to lunch by the time you okay, wake up. Like, first of all, Daniel sleeps like 10. So That's, like yeah, um, I, I answer have you, young kids. This kid's I, nineteen. I see That's your text accurate. when there's still a seven in the number. Okay, okay. I answer you. We're, we're like the only two awake. I think at that point, probably true. That's yeah. accurate. Yeah, That's accurate. Like, I didn't know that you could set alarms before that have a seven <laughs> at the front of them. If I'm honest with you, guys. I'm surprised you made it through Sunday. Did you? When did you fall asleep Sunday after doing uh, after, <laughs> after doing, doing wager. daily wager? So that was I, a tough day for you. I got up at 5:45 a.m. in order to do daily wager. It was the first time Ooh. that I got up with a five on the clock this that's, year. That's and unreal. field, I feel like that's your every day this this year. Like you're up before 6 a.m. It seems like every single day. I am so concerned about Sunday morning. I can't tell you guys this because the only thing. I mean, first of all, daylight savings coming to an end just sucks. Like the dumbest <laughs> idea in America. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. There's nothing good about the fact that the clocks tick back and the next thing you know, it's 12:15. It's dark here in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Mm-hmm. However. If you re- if you're a farmer and you like to get up early with your crops, that apparently is the reason why we move the clocks backwards. When you have kids who react to light sensitivity in the morning, oh boy. and all of a sudden the alarm is not the natural, it's not the phone alarm, it's the natural alarm. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to Sunday morning. When not my daughter's it. like, "Hey, it's 5:15, dad, you ready to wake up?" <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not at all. Wait, not ready. Oh yeah, because well, no way. You get an extra sleep. Extra. I mean, you hour, don't right? mean. I mean, for one night you do. Yeah. But all on right, Monday yeah. morning, when she's still not used to waking up. That's it. When she did prior to the daylight savings crap. All right. Well, Fields gonna have a nap. You know, Mike, our, it's your fault. I'm in a sour a, mood today. Nah, he's you had to dunk on me to he's be already the show. mad. <laughs> yeah, they, look, man, you should have you should have set an alarm for Deontay Johnson touchdown. I was just gonna say you should have set an alarm at some point last night. I don't know how you do. <laughs> I that. I deserve all this. <laughs> should we talk about Alexander Madison? Yeah, or no? we should. You know, we can. I want to say this. I don't really want to though. I I don't love this situation. Okay. Right. I was really I was all in on Alexander Madison earlier this year, and okay. now we're in a spot 
We're going to have a backup quarterback under center, Jaron Hall, right? Yeah. First mm-hmm. start. We, are you a, a Vikings fan now? I am not a Vikings oh, fan. Okay. This I'm is not. what we're, we're dealing with as a fantasy uh, community. Got it. Yeah, okay. we, yes, I, yes. we as in, yeah, uh, an Alexander Madison manager, got we okay. are going to be starting Jaron Hall, unfortunately. I didn't know if I had to break some news to our Michigan <laughs> men no. right now. No, no, no. Trust me. They know. They remember the everybody that took the Minnesota Vikings to win the division this year. So listen. Wow. If you take Alexander Madison and Cam Akers, understanding Cam Akers, the only running back in this backfield that has gotten in the end zone through the ground this year it feels like we're in a full-on committee and between that committee Mm. and the fact that we're starting a rookie quarterback it just lowers my expectations for alexander madison's field even though fewer running backs than ever that i want to start this week i still have them just outside my top 20 so after removing the three players from last night madison is rb 24 for me Mm -hmm. a couple of negative indicators that play the falcons who have been outstanding against the opposing running backs this season second fewest fantasy points per game none have reached 17 and they have and they have not allowed a rushing touchdown this season. not one rushing touchdown allowed moreover alexander madison over the past four weeks has one goal to go rushing attempt you're looking for the positive indicators and why I still have him ranked ahead of your boy Cam Akers is last week he played 62% of the snaps to Cam Akers 28%. Mike, yep. anything to add? Nope. 43 to 15 snap edge. That's yep. wide. Two weeks ago, I was more concerned yep. because remember we talked about it. 55 to 38 in week seven. Yeah. Now Ma- 62 to yeah. 28%. And Madison had played a lot early and he took that hard hit and then barely played the rest yep. of the game. Maybe that was the explanation because sure. he took back control in this one. But to your point, really tough matchup. Akers is going to completely go away. They're probably not going to score much. There's a lot of reasons for concern. So I'm with you. He's a flex option. Low end flex. Is there anybody else from this offense that you really like this week? Understanding again, Jaron Hall under center. So we're looking at TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's got to still be a lineup block with how Absolutely. bad tight end is, right? He is, yeah. yeah. I am Addison? not getting rid of Jordan Addison from my starting lineup. He's just too good. I'll borrow a Daniel Dopstat here for a second. Over the past two weeks, he's wide receiver too. So I know that uh, the quarterback question mark is legitimate. Mm-hmm. I don't have a great feel for Jaron Hall. I've watched him in a teeny sample size last week. I watched him for a week down at the uh, Senior Bowl this past year. I think there was a reason why he went in the fifth round. That being said, I think there was a reason why Jordan Addison went in the first round as well and why he's been so good recently. Mm -hmm. So I still have him as a startable wide receiver this week. Yeah, not we giving just, up the hope. We just have to make sure Hall targets him. He did not do that last week. I believe it was four pass attempts, two to Hawkinson, two to Osborne. So let's hope he gets him the ball. Yeah, I would love to be able to see that. This is one of those things that always makes me nervous. And I just wonder if other fantasy managers think about this, where it's like, I've got to start a running back or other players from a team where I have a huge question mark at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. playing a defense that I don't love. Yeah. A lot of times it's just, you get that back and forth. It's emotional hedge. I think that's where tinkering comes into play on Sunday morning. Cause yeah. you just keep going back and forth and back and forth. Same I, game. Falcons obviously starting Taylor Heineke if you're a Falcons fan when Kyle Pitts has either three or four receiving touchdowns on Sunday stop it are you more excited about the fact that Pitts broke out or the fact that you waited this long to play the quarterback who should have been playing from the jump yeah it's going to be frustrating the question is do we start Kyle Pitts though do we take that chance that's going to happen yeah Yeah. I like three touchdown games don't you stop it all right Uh, I've got him like just on the periphery of my top 10 tight ends. Lug him in there. I say Kyle Pitts has less than three touchdowns on Sunday. Uh, We got to take a break. Interesting stuff. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Back here on fantasy focus, making our way through the week nine preview field. Jason, Mike Clay. My name is Daniel Dobb. Let's talk about the game of the week in America. Mm. Can I state it that way? Well, we got some interesting Northwestern Iowa tomorrow. Stop nope. it. Okay. Stop it. Sorry. The lowest under under over under in thirty uh, years it's in college championship football. weekend in NASCAR. All the wow. So I mean, there's a lot of big oh, games. Okay, Mike Clay. Isn't NASCAR like three months? Isn't the season three months over by now? No. This is championship. It still week. goes. Yeah. This is oh, it. This, it's still this is it. This is last week. Yeah. We watch a lot of car racing. 
Absolutely, I do. And truck racing tonight's a truck championship. Oh my! You'll probably a good time. Shout out to my buddy. Uh, I have a lot of friends in NASCAR competing for championships, so rooting for them all. But one of my really good friends, Ryan Patton, is the tire carrier for William Byron, who's competing in the final four for the NASCAR championship. Uh, He's won some titles with Jimmy Johnson in the past, but has a shot to get another one. So shout out, Ryan! Big fantasy player. He played for the Cowboys back in the day. He said he won some titles with Jimmy Johnson. Is that no, not not that Jimmy Johnson? The other, not a NASCAR guy. The more well-known Jimmy Johnson. NASCAR Jimmy Johnson. Okay, seven times. The more well-known Jimmy Johnson. Absolutely. Shots from Mike. I I think. I think it's safe to say Jimmy Johnson. The NASCAR drivers won more championships than. Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson. Wow. wow. So I'm just saying, I'm what's just, it take wow. to be a tire carrier for something like that? He's super athletic. He was, uh, yeah, he's, I can't know. I can only imagine. And there are a lot of former, well, he's the carrier. So oh, those, are, do, those things he are, he doesn't heavy. have to even do the other thing. He's just no, got he one job. Nope. And now they only have one now. One, one nut in the middle. Just one big. And, yeah. But it's all, a lot of former NFL players are crew guys down there. All right. Yeah. Really? But, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where they recruit him from. And they oh. college football players, some guys that play in the NFL. Yeah. It's a, it's a real so NASCAR is like WWE. These guys retire. Like, come join our little family. So in, in that way. Yes. Yeah. It's about okay. all bring like, in the joke. I don't know if there's family. other comparisons, but yeah, I can think of a couple, <clears throat> you know, when they fight in NASCAR, it's always <laughs> no. Like, the, well, yeah, the fights are awful. The yeah, fights are better. Right. And we're not good. Scripted <laughs> entertainment is what we call it in wrestling, by the way. Anyway, WWE. Yeah. Go right. Go William Byron, Willie Byron. Go uh, Ryan Patton. Let's go. Go Ryan get Patton. It. Let's get All that right. title. All yeah. in on that. Ryan Patton, the official tire carrier of the 06010 for That's right. That's right. He'll be watching. So. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills taking on the Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals yeah. team that is reported on by Ben Baby. Yeah. I was trying to get more bees in there. I can't get yeah. any more bees, guys. <laughs> I was going for it. Busy day for you. It's a very Bills, busy baby. one. Yeah. yeah. You thinking about starting in this game, Bills and Bengals? You thinking about starting Gabe Davis here, guys? Because uh, Gabe Davis yeah. is the guy that I'm always in on. You're the ones that have to talk me out of Gabe Davis. I'm trying to talk you guys into Gabe Davis often. Well, you know what's well, funny is that last week you were already talked out of Gabe Davis, I know, and, and, then and he, he went, went off. off and well, po- two terrible games in a row. Yeah. How right. much of that? Real talk. We'll yeah. talk actual football now. How much of that do you think is because of the fact that with Dawson Knox being out, they're running more 11 personnel. They're having to find wide receivers more often than having a two tight end set. I think that was Khalil Shakir. Yeah. What is the was Gabe Davis? Yeah. Okay. Another uh, long shot candidate for Sunday. Yeah. I think Davis was more of a, just a game plan. Yep. They, I mean, it was very evident that the bills went into that game and thought just throw it immediately, snap the ball and throw it. Like they went to Shakir a lot. Davis soaked up a ton of targets. They got it to Diggs a ton. Kincaid, they all had good games. They yeah. got it to everybody. He spread it the around game where they were talking about Allen's uh, next gen stats. Yeah, the time fastest to the time to yeah. release in his career. So I think it was a part of that. That makes me a little nervous though about Gabe Davis because I think he's just going to be that Mike Williams type, that boom bust. Yeah. You can start him he's if you want. As a, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's in that conversation now. So I'm at, I'm at 26. So yeah. and that, again, that's with four teams on a bye. Two teams pulled out of there already. Uh, I think he's startable for I sure, right? especially after last 30. week. Yeah, wide receiver 30. Um, Mike yeah. is correct. Uh, that I felt like Josh Allen was throwing the football as fast as the guys changed tires in a NASCAR race. Uh, um, but more seriously touche. here, Gabe Davis, uh, yes, that was good last week. Maybe as a sign of things to come. Hopefully. We also know that in the two games prior to that, he was held under four fantasy points in each of those games. And the past two full games that Cincinnati and Buffalo have played against each other. Obviously, we had the mm. game last year on Monday Night Football in which DeMar Hamlin went down, and thankfully he's back and you know playing football and healthy yeah. and uh, maybe even will play on Sunday night. Um, but in those two games prior to that, I guess one in the playoffs as well, 
Josh Allen's kind of been shut down by the Bengals' defense. They've had his number over the past couple mm-hmm. of games. So I have a little bit more caution on Gabe Davis than the two of you do, but we're only talking about four spots. Apart. Well, we know we're, one of, we're either going to be... We're actually... Our ranking will not be correct. Like, he will not finish in the 25 to 30 range because he's had 20, 21 yeah. plus three times. He's been under six three times. It's oh, going to wow. be on one. It's one or so the we, other. So we kind of okay. met in the middle and said, here you go. It's a lottery ticket flex. Take, that, your, that, take your shot if you want. That really what it is. Uh, at, we were talking is about... Is Khalil Shakir with... I'm sorry, is he uh, Rashid Shahid with better volume? Mm, I guess so. Sure, why Rashid not? Rashid has three top 12s this week, yeah. this season, and five out of the top 50. Yeah, and one of them was with three targets last yes. week. Yeah, yes. Not good enough to win the He's long Rashid shot. Rashid Shahid, we're trusting. Yeah. Yes. A little more. Yeah. A little more. Uh, we're trusting Dalton Kincaid in this matchup, too, yeah, with everything we are. that we yeah. saw. He looked fantastic. Again, with no Dawson Knox, he should be a lock it in, set it, and forget yeah. it tight end. I'll talk about him a little later. So okay. I'll, I'll so we'll save the good piece. stuff for later yeah. is what you're yeah. saying? Save All right. that. Yeah. All right. Quickly. There's a reason for that. Yeah. On these running backs, I just yeah. want to mention this. Latavius Murray added to this backfield. Yeah. You still have, sorry, not Latavius Murray. Leonard Fournette added yeah, to this backfield. squad for now. Still yeah. have Latavius Murray and James Cook. How are you looking at these Buffalo Bills running backs? Cook's good. Yeah, Cook um, is good. Yeah, yeah. Most efficient running back. I've got him inside my top 20 for this week. Did you guys happen to see a Lombardi Lenny's tweet about the weather in Buffalo? Oh, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's so cold, good. to paraphrase. Uh, it's colder than a penguin's butt. Uh, <laughs> and you can change the word butt for something else. Okay. But that great description there. I don't know. I'd never heard that before. I would Me assume, neither, but sure. I would yeah. assume they're very cold. Because they like, don't they touch the ice when they're like waddling oh, around everywhere? Well, he did, oh, he yeah. did play in Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. Where did he go to yeah. college? Uh, LSU. LSU, yeah. yeah. So, From yeah, Louisiana as well. For him. Yeah. yeah, a little bit different. Uh, and it was funny how like basically every Bills fan plus the Bills team account were like, it's November. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's not no idea. Yeah. It's like actually <laughs> about this contract. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They showed uh, they showed a before and after, like a three hours apart photo of him yesterday. And it was like him showing up to practice in like cut off football pants oh, no. and like a, and sleeveless tee. And then by the end of practice, he was wearing like sweatpants with a sweatshirt, like had a hat over his helmet. Oh, like, no. That's great. They used the SpongeBob three hours later me it was great. i can't wait yeah. to say, see him in like a uh, like a snow game or something he's going to be the guy with all the layers who was oh the wide crap who was the wide receiver who used to keenan now did this for a little while as well but i feel like there was a wide receiver that wore a hoodie for a while oh yeah Ke- was oh, it yeah. Uh, i don't know if, yeah i don't know i can't remember who it was but oh, i know so what you're talking about there was somebody that was Kevin wearing first, you know, like Marvin jones or something like i can't remember what James, James Jones, Jones. There, it was. there it was hoodie James Jones and you were just like wait well I mean he played in Green Bay so that was part of it too <laughs> yeah. but I feel like that carried over to his Raiders days as well uh, that's funny yeah, kind of a look to it yeah, he's I, the I'm Andrew doing... Whitworth of wide receivers hey whatever it takes catch the Big football Big Whit rocks that hoodie under the sport coat oh yeah he sharp. Does. I think he's that'd the be man. really tough wouldn't it be hard because I feel like that would just be like hair that would get pulled when you get tackled by somebody I don't think I'd want a hoodie, by the hoodie. <laughs> out of the back of my jersey <laughs> like yeah. that yeah. let's talk quickly about these Bengals would you be starting Mike Clay would you be starting Gabe Davis? <laughs> I would start Mike T- Clay all the time. You know, hoodies I, have been outlawed, by the way, by the NFL. Mike I've Clay. confirmed. But Pulse has confirmed. Uh, They've been outlawed. Seriously? Yeah. What? What's that? Hoodies have oh, been outlawed. outlawed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Since 2016. That's funny. Crazy. Fair enough. Would you start T. Higgins or Gabe Davis? This week. Uh, I have Davis one spot ahead, but I actually mentioned the playbook. I wrote them together this week because they're in the same game and they're in a very similar situation for different reasons. How far T Higgins has fallen to be in? He's the fallen Gabe down. Davis Davis yeah, uh, that it is what it is. Higgins has been struggling. Eleven point nine fantasy points last week. His second highest total of the season. Yeah, he only ran sixty nine percent of the routes. That's nice. down. That's that's up from recent weeks, but not where he's normally been when fully healthy. So if he is a week later, he's healthier. He's going to be on the field for ninety plus percent of the snaps. Will feel a little bit better. Still at sixty nine yards. 
yards on five uh, yeah. catches last week. So that was solid, and that's enough for me to at least plug him into uh, my lineup. The Bills, by the way, still trying to figure out their defense right now. Yep. They're trending the wrong way now. They did some big injuries, obviously. Sure. Milano, Tra- Tredavious White. Uh, so we'll see if they can figure that out. But this could potentially, I-, I would not be surprised if Cincinnati is a big offensive game because the Bills quietly, you know, just struggling on that side of the ball. Bills grabbed Rasul Douglas at the trade deadline, right? They did, Came yeah. The yeah. yeah. I don't know how much he'll play this week, but I'm sure some sort of a Did role. you see their Wednesday injury report for Rasul Douglas? No. You yeah, know, I team has to issue awesome. uh, an injury report and describe why a player, whether they're practicing or not practicing, and Rasul Douglas is a DNP, and the reason was not here yet. <laughs> or yeah. just got here. Oh, just, just got, got here. Just got here. Yeah. Yeah. Just got here. Yeah. <laughs> like the official injury report said you know, that. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and then Paul's just texted me, and I think I am ready to do the same thing that he was ready to do which is a board bet because I have T Higgins ahead of Gabe Davis. So why not get weird and board bet T Higgins versus Gabe Davis? Anybody else interested in this one or no? Um, Yeah, I'll do do it. I have Davis one spot ahead. I mean, I think it's a toss up, but board bets are fun and I'm into it. Did you guys see that hedge right there? I did. I I know board bets are fun and it's, it's kind of a toss. Are you serious? You're the guy all off season. It's like, Oh, well I only have them like eight spots apart. So we don't really have to talk about this. It's like, they're in the same tier. <laughs> you you do that every episode every, of the show. Episode. Wait, do I really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> I'm right? all in. No. I, I will say, <laughs> mean, we get a little hedging there. I'm in. Mean, I think you're right, Davis though. I mean, you're on right. this show. I will absolutely take this board bet. Thank with you. That's you. what I was looking for. A little more conviction right that's there. That's right. <laughs> Mike just I made say, me feel very insecure, by the way. Are we doing, are we just splitting it? Are we saying which one is higher than the other one? Yeah, this it's week? Gabe. So I'm, I'm on the T Higgins side with, 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 with Pulse. All right, so all right. then you want to start this? Ready, you and I? Yeah, all right, ready. All right, look into my eyes deeply. I, I say Gabe, Gabe Davis, Davis will outscore T. Higgins, T. Higgins in week nine. nine. And I say <laughs> T. Higgins will outscore so Gabe Davis in week nine. <laughs> that was way better. Put it on, Put the, on the board. board. Put oh it on the goodness. board. That was awful TV right there. I mean, truthfully, they are like really close to my rankings. So like, you know, I can Shut totally up. see. No, one cares no, you can't do that now. You I save that for next week. <laughs> if you're wrong, that's when you, you pull that up. Uh, we'll roll. We'll roll the tape on me hedging. If that's right. That's right. That's we'll have works. to run the tape back in yep. order for that. Not and eight spot spot. Like when they're three spots apart, I will definitely do that. That is one of those right, things. Touche. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Is there anybody else? Obviously, we're starting Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase within this matchup. Joe Mixon also a lineup trending up. Yeah. So Mixon looked his, the best he's looked all season last week. Yeah. 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 He he was really good. It was a tough matchup. I actually liked the under on his scrimmage yards last week and. The number kept going up, and I'm like, what am I missing here? And I was missing something because yeah. he got a ton of volume <laughs> in that game. The Bengals, obviously, were way better offensively than we thought in San Francisco. Uh, so, But, yeah, he looks good. He looks fresh, and, and yep. he's crushing. He's playing most of the snaps. Excited. That'll be one of the games I'm very excited to be able to watch this week. Bills, Bengals, really oh, great yeah, AFC we matchup. Some, uh, we have some a couple really great games and then a lot of not great games. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, the 1 p.m. slate? Yeah, it's not great. Okay. They're all they're all, in, all the good they're ones are in prime time. Yes. Or Correct. Yes. Eight o'clock in the morning on, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Nine thirty, but close. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. No uh, that's so why, it's only like an hour and a half apart. <laughs> that's why we have a, a, a little hiatus during FF now so we can watch one of the good games oh, of the week. That's not a bad call. Is that right why there. they did that? They did that just for us to be yeah. able to it's watch so accommodating. Yeah. That's, that's right, really yeah. cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Again, check out FF now on Sunday morning. A little bit of a different schedule, but I promise we're going to be there. ESPN News this week, not ESPN2. Make sure you got news pulled up. All right, diving in a little farther to this week nine preview. Let's talk about the actual game of the week. This might be the game of the year until we get the to Lions the Super Bowl. Oh, Field, I appreciate you. You've been so accommodating with the Detroit Lions. How about this? Yeah. Going on Tim Twentyman's podcast, by the way. Shout out to you doing a little yeah. bit of One Pride Lions love there. Well, he texted both Mike and I, but it was very 
early in the morning on Tuesday. And so I was like, the Mike first person respond. to respond gets to do the podcast. I, I was up like grinding tape. <laughs> right. So I, I said yes. I yeah. responded within five minutes. Mike waited like maybe two and a half hours later. So I this got is what the, Field the does nod. though. Like he'll only go on the pods of like the teams that are winning. Oh, say positive stuff. We'll go on the negative. Yeah, but she didn't go on the the Panthers pod. I, I were you invited? I wasn't. No, 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 I wasn't invited either. Open invitation though, if anyone wants to invite Mike to be on a Panthers podcast, I would love to be a part of that. Chuba Hubbard. Let's dive into Miami Dolphins taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This has like almost the entire entirety of both of these offenses. It feels like our lineup locks. Yeah. With the Chiefs, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. You're starting Travis Kelsey. You're starting Isaiah Pacheco. Sure are. Yeah. No, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He didn't make the trip, so that's more Pacheco. The question mark for me. And it has been forever is Rasheed Rice mm-hmm. still not getting enough volume. Mm-hmm. I love what this kid is doing with Patrick Mahomes, but field, how do you trust this guy when you know he's not seen enough targets to make you feel comfortable that you can throw him into your starting lineup? Because five or six targets a game doesn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Well, he played 61% of the snaps last week. First That's time leading highest, that room yep, in routes. Yep. Yep. First time leading the team in wide receiver routes run. Highest snap percentage in a game this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe you're prescribing to the theory that the Chiefs are going to have to throw the ball a lot on Sunday because this game does profile as a potential track meet. Mm-hmm. So those would be the reasons why you have some positivity surrounding Rasheed Rice. I've got him as wide receiver 35, though, in my rank. So not exactly a lineup lock for me. And you probably have a better, more reliable option. Yeah, you know what he's turned into is like what we were talking about Wednesday, which is just those kind of like safe, like high floor, low ceiling guys that mm-hmm. you're fine. You're like, all right, I'll put him in my flex. I'll take my 11 points and 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 yep. go home, right? Yeah, I'm not going to get, yeah. I'm not going to get two points, but I probably get 10, 12 points from sure. him. Uh, four plus catches in four straight and either 56 or more yards or a touchdown in all four games. So yeah. he's just been, he's been solid, serviceable, but not a high ceiling. And that's enough for me to fire him up and put him in there. I have him 36. That's a flex, a flex play yeah. for you in that yeah. situation. If you need somebody, uh, I also like him a lot as well. I just want more volume. That's it. I love being able to see this kid. It feels like every week. We're, we're seeing more and more glimpses of it. By the way, Miami, maybe. I, I don't know if Xavier Howard's going to return for this one. Did he, did he travel? I think he did. I think we would have to heard To my otherwise. knowledge, he did. Yeah, yes. he hasn't played with Jalen Ramsey yet. This could be the first game with both Ooh. of those guys in the lineup. Interesting for that Dolphins D. Finally getting a look of what this Dolphins defense imagined it would be <laughs> so coming into this paper. season. A lot of talent. But they They're very healthy. Yeah, right they now. are healthy. They haven't quite put it together defensively so far this season, but trending up yeah. in recent yeah, weeks. Yeah, they are. I mean, I think some of that was just getting crushed by a couple good teams. Yeah. But otherwise, they've only. I think they haven't allowed more than one touchdown in all but two games, and it was at Just two Hertz, teams at Josh Allen. Them. Yeah. Otherwise, they've allowed one or fewer. Very soft schedule, as we know. Though the teams that they Fair played point. besides Fair them point. were yep. very, very bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have not beat a winning team so far this season. Kind of a measuring stick game for both squads. One hundred percent. Sunday morning. Yeah, let's talk about the Dolphins' backfield. Yeah. Raheem Mostert limited on Thursday at practice. We Get still used to this, though, right? It kind of feels is. that way. Yeah. And by the way, this might be the last time we have to talk about this in such great depth because Devon Achan. It's the last go. week until Devon Achan can return from IR. They go into their bye in Week 10. Week 11, he's eligible to play. Indications are that he will play in Week 11 for the Miami Dolphins. So Mostert inside my top 10. It's amazing the efficiency he has brought to the table so far this season. He has exactly 20 touches in two games this season, every other game under 20, and yet he is still a top five scoring running back. Yeah, he is. Uh, two duds in a row, though. I mean, we'll say duds. He scored a touchdown last right, week, but he's been under 11 fantasy points at two straight. Also, zero targets last week, three or fewer in four straight. So I'd like to see a little more there because uh, if not, he's going to have to keep up this high-end efficiency. And it's possible in this offense, but it has kind of dwindled a little bit. So he's going the wrong direction. I'm a little nervous, like, 
well, I mean, in, even until A-Chan's back, maybe more of an RB2, but I still have him ranked seventh this week in this match against the Chiefs. I do expect a lot of scoring here. Let's take this one step further then for a second. With 1,400 by this week and some very good running backs unavailable, there are people that are probably in a pinch this week. Mm-hmm. Would you trade away Raheem Mostert this week and Ooh. try to do it right now, understanding that this might be the last yeah. week of premium value? And if you are... If the person that you're trading with is savvy, he or she will probably have a general sense of what mm-hmm. we just discussed as well. So, like, what would you take in return for Raheem Mostert? Does it have to be like a lock it in every week starter, no matter what position it's at? Yeah, my brain went right to a guy we referenced in a similar conversation earlier this week, which was someone like Deontay Johnson, right? Okay. Who has had a couple, but I mean, he played on Thursday. It's going to be hard to pull off now, but something like that, or maybe even into that T. Higgins conversation, like an underachieving guy that. Uh, you know, can be a top 15, top 20 receiver. But yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of people, you're, they're going to look and see that he's like 54th in fantasy points at receiver. Right. And Mostert is, what'd you say, fifth still? Top five, yeah. Might be able to get something done there. So yeah, I'd be looking at, at that sort of player. A guy, maybe a Chris Olave, mm. something along those lines. I already did my Raheem Mostert trade. You did? What'd yeah. you do? It was Chris Olave. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. really? That was it. it was really? One for one? Yeah, I just did a one for one. This was a couple weeks ago. I was... After that huge game against yeah, Denver, well then, yeah. I I did not I did not get the Carolina Panthers game. So like I traded him away before that. But like I, after this, it was like understanding Devon A. Chan, thinking Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to come back again. And I'm not trying to project this, but just knowing he's a 31 year old running back that has had a bunch of injuries in his career, it was like I wanted to be able to capitalize when he had that moment. Unfortunately, Chris Olave has not quite paid off as well. But I'm with you guys. If you have a chance to move on, especially with how explosive we've seen Devon A. Chan be. It's not that I'm just going to take anything to get rid of him most here, but if you can get good value here and you're good, good at the running back mm-hmm. spot, I think now might be a good time for you to get out of the yeah, running back business. It and should rem- be. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, remember also, HN had an injury. He's an undersized back. This could be a three-headed committee going forward. Two injuries already for HN, right? He had the one in yeah, the preseason and yeah. the yeah, one yeah. during the regular season as well. This is going to be an interesting few weeks ahead on the trade front for this reason. Because of all the good teams that are about to be on a bye next week, yep. plus another week with six teams on a bye, mm-hmm. There are going to be teams who quite literally don't have the opportunity to field a full lineup because of all the players they have on a bye. Mm-hmm. And their bench is just not that deep beyond that. I saw a person in my league has four players on a bye this week, and the fifth player, I can't recall who the fifth bench player was, but maybe like a backup quarterback or a backup, like a backup that would be rostered immediately by somebody else if they dropped that player. So you don't want to drop that person. But you also don't want to take an L and like have no one in your lineup. It's going to be a very fascinating week to the point that this might be the time that even if your team is like kind of cruising, if you're in a spot where you do have like four key players on buys and you have no one to fill out your roster with, like maybe this is the time to examine trading away one of those players who is on a buy, even if it requires like a tiny bit of a discount coming back in return. Not the worst thing in the world to do right now. Yeah. Because as much as it sounds like if you're 8-0 and you're already cruising to the playoffs, like you might be able to just take the fat L this week. But I, I've noticed in some leagues where like I'm looking at people who are projected for like 75 points this week. Yeah. Imagine the projections next week when there's no mm-hmm. Chiefs, no Eagles, no Rams, no Dolphins. It's going to be ridiculous next week finding your way through week 10. By the way, speaking of upcoming bye weeks, you know there's another week with no buys before buys end? Oh, yeah. I'm aware. Thanksgiving. Right at the end of the season? Yeah. There's always Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and then week 14 is the oh, final right, week of buys. Yeah. I believe the Raiders are on a bye in week 14. Yeah. And me, is it like Arizona or something? I think it's yeah, right, Raiders yeah. and Arizona. I know know that 
Washington. Washington. Okay. It, yeah. Raiders and Washington yeah, week 14. Two. There's like Washington no, no teams and Arizona. Two more. It's Washington and Arizona. Right, so we were oh, I'm sorry. Raiders are week 12 then. So yeah. the Raiders I know are also late. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Eesh. Eesh. Don't anyway. love that. Don't love that, guys. Uh, let's move ahead and talk about guy that fields you've been talking about a bunch. Pop Douglas. Are we at a spot where we're thinking about using this guy? Another for- long shot opportunity this week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm. so the two things that he has going for him, three things he has going for him. Uh, he played the most snaps amongst all Patriots wide receivers last week. Sure that did. number should be the same this week with Kendrick Bourne out for the year. Devontae Parker likely out mm-hmm. as well. The Patriots are going to roll out a top four of Pop Douglas and Juju Smith-Schuster and Jalen Rager and Tyquan Thornton. Um, would it totally stun me if Juju has a more prominent role than he's had so far this year, which isn't saying a whole lot, but they need him. Like they really need him this week to play. And they probably need him in the big picture as well, because they spend a lot of money on him. Um, But Douglas is going to play the most snaps. It's an outstanding matchup. The second most fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers by the Washington commanders. Mm -hmm. He's good. Yeah. He looks good. The defense get better after the trade deadline. I would would say that probably when you trade away your two best pass rushers, more often than not, you get worse. You get yeah. worse. Yeah. So yeah. serious long shot potential here for Pop Douglas if he is Ooh, still available. Eighty percent. No, it's a good week after a, a week that looks grim week. last week. Even though the result was very good, the uh, options feel good this week relative to where we have been in most weeks. So he's wide receiver thirty-seven on my board. I don't hate the idea of adding him though, even if you don't play him this week, because if he does emerge as the wide receiver one for this team, I believe in Mike's most recent rest of season. A uh, schedule mm-hmm. strength 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 of schedule. schedule. There yeah. it is. Yep. Uh, the Patriots had there a fairly is. favorable schedule mm-hmm. compared to where they've been for the first half. Yep, put that on uh, social the other day. Uh, I'm with you, and we talked about this earlier this week too. Mac Jones, you know, Mac if you're desperate, yeah. if you're desperate, I like the over one and a half passing touchdowns for him too. It's like plus one sixty five or something. Is By the way, really yeah. good matchup here. Jump also. From the same hometown. I think I mentioned that on the show earlier this week. What's that? Him Who and is? Pop Douglas. Oh, really? No yeah, way. same hometown. Or same high school. One of the, Maybe both. How about that? Yeah. That's exciting. A little chemistry. A little chemistry there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple other pass catchers. We'll close okay. things out with our starts of the week. Managing some expectations here with these pass catchers for the Chargers. Oh, yeah. man. This is a, <laughs> Good luck. How about, how about this for a tough matchup? Yeah. yeah right? This one is going to be against the Jets secondary. Jets secondary has been fantastic, obviously, Mike. How are you looking at this? Did they make your shadow report? They sure did. Yeah. The Jets are a lock. They, you just... That's kind of the template starts Stay with away. them. I Everyone. just leave them in the template that's yeah. like yeah. reset every week. They're, the Jets are just there uh, automatically, except for last week because they had a bye. But anyway, or it was two weeks ago. They had a bye. Anyway, uh, fewest yards, touchdowns, fantasy last week points. They had a buy, the offense had a bye last week. <laughs> yeah. The defense has special uh, teams. The offense always though. is a bye for yeah. the Jets. Uh, uh, yeah, fewest yards, touchdowns, fantasy points to receivers. And only three receivers have cleared 11 fantasy points Crazy. against the Jets this season. They were. Stephon Diggs, he's good. CD Lamb, he's good. And AJ Brown, they're all. Good. Notice I did not mention any like secondary receivers. It's three superstars. And if you're going to say, well, I think one Chargers can, Charger can get there. It's Keenan. You're probably not picking Josh Palmer. You're yeah. probably picking Keenan. Now yeah, another yeah. superstar. So uh, also Palmer, primarily on the perimeter with Quentin Johnston. They're going to see a lot of the two best corners on this team, Sa- uh, Sauce Gardner. Uh, and uh, of course DJ Reed. They don't play in the slot. That's where Keenan Allen is a lot. So Allen actually has a tough, but not as tough matchup. I think you feel best about him for sure of this group. Otherwise, I would try to stay away. So I'm not playing a charger not named Keenan Allen amongst the wide receivers. I am monitoring Quinton Johnston, though, just for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. Bench hold. 
So played more snaps than Josh Palmer most recent in the most yep. recent game. Most Even though Palmer has been dealing with those uh, that that knee injury, Palmer missed practice yesterday as mm-hmm. well. But I'd be surprised if he does not play on Monday night. But this is not about week nine. This is about like weeks twelve through seventeen. Mm-hmm. Let's call it because. He's a first round pick like on paper. This guy should be good enough to be playing a consistent role in this Chargers offense. If he eventually leapfrogs Josh Palmer, this offense is definitely good enough to support two wide receivers week in and week out. So he would be and it's tough to say this in a week in which there are four teams on a bye with four more coming next week that are so fantasy relevant. But if your benches are deep enough and he's available definitely a stash for me right yeah, now. Yeah, career highs across the board last week. Snaps, yeah. targets, catches, yards, 10 fantasy points on the board. So uh, first good game, but you're right. Not not a near starting lineups this week. Great bench hold. I'm with you. Anybody else there from this offense? Do you like either the tight ends here? Nope. I, I would like Parham a little bit if Gerald Everett was out, but it seems like he's back. He practiced in full. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. back yep. to go. Parham, just a touchdown machine. And especially this year, his usage is off the charts. So uh, the only way you consider streaming him, again, is if Everett's out. He might be the biggest person in the NFL. Yeah, he is. Is he six eight? He's, he looks he's like him. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was That's either tight, yeah. him or the the Steelers tight end. Alejandro Villanueva, Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. Oh yeah, yeah. he's, he's Alejandro big Villanueva is huge yeah. too. Is oh, he still he's the, the biggest person. Wow, how about that? Uh, that? Villanueva is not. No, Darnell Washington is, and he played last night. Just not much. Huge. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. big guy. Hunter Hayward getting some run there. Two yeah. catches for sixteen yards. Yeah. Yeah, not, not fantasy productive, but a big part of the offense. Running a lot of routes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, closing out fantasy focus here. Talking starts of the week. Yep. Field Jates, I'm going to let you go first. Who was your start of the week here in week nine? Christopher Dopp Olave. We have not oh. yet confirmed whether his middle name is actually Dopp. Or that his first is probably name is not. Yes. <laughs> it was not actually I did confirm this. Okay. His first name is not Christopher. It's just Chris. It's Christian. Christian. Christian Olave. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Christian Olave was a to-be-determined middle name. Now, some of us are I too busy watching the games last night to do our research, Mike. Uh, but yes, Chris Olave is my start of the week. Uh, Josiah, the, that's it. Yes. Josiah. I texted that to you. I thought. There anyway, are reasons yeah. to not feel good about Chris Olave. Thanks, if you've watched so far this season, you it's also the, know that uh, there have been more incomplete passes when targeting Chris Olave than any other player this season. Gross. But we're starting to see some signs of life. That Saints offense kind of got back on track mm-hmm. last week, playing in Indianapolis, got their mojo mm-hmm. back a little bit. The targets have been ridiculous for Chris Olave. Still over 500 receiving yards already this season. Give me a big Chris Olave Sunday. That one you just feel in your bones right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's getting so much volume. His target share is the same as last year. Yeah, we felt great about last year. We right. don't as this week. Touchdown uh, too on Sunday. Yeah, by the way, we got uh, we got fried a little. I saw someone was really angry that we didn't rank Derek Carr higher this week. I mean, the guy, his best weekly finish is ninth this year. So even if they're playing well, not to mention he comes off the field at the goal line, there's yes. so many reasons not to, to stream Derek Carr. Even this week with so many problems, like at the position. Here's the best part is that I know it wasn't Derek Carr that fried you because he blocked no, you. No, I'm blocked by him. So I can uh, say whatever I want. Is it the, <laughs> like a sibling? Like they maybe fried you? Like, it it might have been. Was it David Carr? It might have been David. Well, his brother David works in the media, of course, played. And then his brother Darren Carr, I know, does have a social media account. Oh, that's yeah, really yeah, active. Yeah, yeah. So it could be that one of them fried could you. Maybe one of them. Maybe it was yeah. one of their burners. Maybe it was Derek's burner. Who knows? Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, they were, they, they tagged all of us, to be clear. They were very all, angry all uh, okay. that, you know, we don't know what we're doing because Saints we did not rank Derek Carr high, probably, for, okay. presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Saints fam 10974. So do you want to board bet that Saints uh, fam? I was just going to say, I say Derek Carr finishes outside the top 20 at the position. Top uh, 20? That's that's, that's too far. a low. 15. Top 15. Top 15, okay. Would you do that? 
Yeah, sure. A board bet the board bet that guy. Board bet America, wise. whoever it is. A board betting America. Board yes. bet America. Yeah. That's it. You will uh, not be a QB one. Yeah, Mike. Daniel which Wade. one of these oh, guys do you want to go with oh, for sorry, your start of the week? Yeah. Oh me. Oh, I will go with Mr. Dalton Kincaid because I wanted to use him last week and I couldn't because he played on Thursday. Yeah. If you'd done your research, uh, you would have known. You would have known. That. <laughs> I, did, I did not. <laughs> I was just so excited. I just auto picked him, and then I was like picking topics for like uh, like Sports Center on Friday, like my start of the week. Kincaid picked him, sent the email in. Just no clue. Just, just totally space that he played on Thursday. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with him. The point here is it's real. I think it's legit yes. what we saw from him last week. Seven targets, five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Played 84% of the snaps. He's a full-time player. He now has at least seven targets at 65 yards in two straight games. And how about this? The Bengals have had the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. Top yeah, five have. in pretty much every category. Last week, they played George Kittle. Yes, the Bengals won. George Kittle had 149 yards on nine catches in that game. So this is a terrific matchup here for Kincaid. I'm all in on him. I think he's a mid-range tight end one. And frankly, that might not change the rest of the season. Wow. I have Even no argument against that. Yeah, you there's, you mean, looked at me like I was supposed to counter that. And I have I no just, counter. I'm just so used to the, to you just being like, yeah, no, the, that's the no. anger and vitriol coming back. Yeah. yeah. This I is a heated rivalry building that's similar to the Bengals against the Bills. I am the new Tyler Fulgham. Ooh. TV star Tyler yeah, because I like him now because he's a good cook and he's going to move into the Northeast and that's I need right. to be friendly right. with him so he's going to be meals. You're currying favors. Well, yeah, we're done about a week you. away from him. Curry uh, triple G. favors. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, it's actually, it, uh, it is triple G, but it's the Academy, so it's even better. Yeah. He spent five yeah. weeks hanging out with Guy Fieri. I've yeah. never been more jealous of anybody in my entire no life. Way. No way. That's, uh, I can't wait to watch. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Daniel, who is your start of the week? All right, so I'm going to take Trey McBride. Nice. I'm going to go a different direction here. Another I do want to say this. Different direction? Yeah, because I think that your matchup is a little bit better than my matchup. Oh, okay. The Bengals give up oh, a lot of fantasy the points of to tight ends. Uh, the Browns do not give up as many points to tight ends. In fact, there's only one guy that has over 10 fantasy points against them, and that is Mark Andrews. So I want to say that all of that up front. I very much understand that. But Trey McBride in this offense with Clayton Toon under center, having 14 targets last week, and he has seen this uptick with Zach Ertz being out. 11 targets two weeks before that. 14 targets last week. I am all in on him being a guy that when you need someone at the tight end position, even though I don't love the matchup, he's getting the volume that you could use here this week. By the way, terrible matchup last week too. 14 targets had a big fantasy day. Against Baltimore. You're right. Against Baltimore. A lot of targets coming his way. Thank you, Mike Clay, for uh, allowing me to pick him as my long shot last week. I wanted to end the show on a high note. Great. You're welcome, man. I'm here to help. Okay. Okay? Thank you. Okay. At the end of the day, we're friends. We're, uh, I'm a a supportive colleague. Of the uh, picks that I mentioned, it's potential long shot picks throughout the show. I mentioned Khalil Shakir, Pop Douglas, somebody else. Is there anybody that you were like, Uh, meh? No, I, sure think, I, they're, I think they're great long Probably shots. Probably Shakir. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. This KI uh, scoring game. Yeah. Do me a quick favor. Go check out the score report this week. Field Jade stopped awesome. by for a little Ooh, bit of fun. It was very fancy. cool here on the ESPN money. NFL YouTube channel. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Boom. That was a fun show. So you did or did not like it? those picks? Khalil Shakir? I, I like them. I think Shakir sounds good. I'm, I, I'm in on Douglas. Shakir, I, I drafted him on Dynasty. And I don't know who else you said. There's another one. Which one is highest in your rankings? We should go with the opposite of that one, Phil. I, I think what? it's rude. I think it's Khalil Shakir. It's so rude. It's no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you. Alliance fan through and through With the hippest beard, I'm telling you